Hey everyone, and welcome to another Gadget Talk. Chad's here. Don't worry about that. He's in the back working on trying to get our other shot work set up real quick. But I wanted to say thank you for joining us tonight for Gadget Talk. We're going to be getting into some really a lot of fun stuff tonight. But also wanted to bring up something that uh, Gary wanted us to mention tonight, and that is the um, the new souvenir. That if you did not see this uh, today, this they came brought this out today. New souvenir for the what is it? Deuces Wild, two 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 two. And it's not just crazy; it's also on a Tuesday, so it is truly the Tuesday, and uh, so that's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, but wanted to bring that up real quick uh, before we can get into all this other stuff that we're going to be doing. So I hope that's something that you are going to go forward, going to do some souvenirs, uh, going after that. It's just one of those unique things. It, it, very very cool. Um, there are many people who collect souvenirs. I know I got quite a few. I like getting different ones here and there. Um, but so, but before we even get started any further, let's go ahead and take care of our sponsors. If you have not become a patron of the Geocache Talk Network, what are you waiting for? Patron levels start as low as a bison tube level at $3 a month. To sign up is easy. Simply go to the Geocache Talk website and click on the Become a Patron button or go to patreon.com forward slash geocache talk. Patrons now get the famous blackout coin, invites to special events, and other really great items throughout the year. Become a patron today. Logwork, the creators of the fantastic logbook made with genuine right-in-the-rain paper, the logbook's designed for the micro-containers of the present and future, geared towards the hider who'd rather go caching than doing cache maintenance. Find them at logwork.com. That's L-O-G-W-E-R-K.com. Have you subscribed to FTF Magazine yet? FTF Magazine is the number one geocaching magazine available. It is a quarterly magazine that you can be part of. Submit your geocaching milestones and adventures to be published. FTF Magazine is also interactive with puzzles to solve and the hunt to find Spartacus. If you can solve the puzzle or find Spartacus, then you will be entered in to win a special path tag. Every new subscription, you will receive a special swag pack. Subscribing is easy. Just visit FTF's website, ftfgeo.com. Don't miss out and subscribe today. All right. So Chad's still working on it. But I wanted to share something with you. Um, Chad's, we always see Chad doing his 3D prints, and he's got that, the screencaster going on. Well, I've been working on printing mine, and I finally got it printed. Um, yeah, it's, got, it's in black, red, and blue. A um, little bit of a story behind this. I was originally doing it in black, and I started running out of close to the filament, so I started doing red, but I had done a whole bunch of other stuff in red. And it was had about another six hours left, and I was looked like I was going to be running out of the red, so I had to change it to blue in the middle of it. But that's okay. All this is going to get painted anyways, um, using some of the techniques that we've been talking about here on Gadget Talk. So be sure to uh, follow on this. This is going to be a lot of fun. Um, got some really cool plans for this one. And then also, um, we did talk about it last week. Um, I know I've got mine in. If you haven't ordered your uh, sand and fill, if you're doing 3D prints, go ahead and get that in. The, the, you're going to want this for, if you're doing 3D prints, to smooth this stuff out. Um, one of the other things I did, I was having some issues with my printer. And what I found out that it was actually my extruder. I ended up getting a brand new uh, extruder. Uh, dual, it's a dual uh, gear extruder for it on there. So, yeah, um, actually, believe it or not, I'm... GCSK11 saying that I need a new Wi-Fi provider. Actually, I have 
the fastest that we can get in here, but I'm actually in my garage. My router's upstairs, so I'm having to do this Wi-Fi. I've got to get a way to be able to plug it in here because there's times that it does kind of phase out on me, and I do apologize about that. Um, so, um, yeah, that's it's part of being out in the uh, workshop. Uh, my Wi-Fi's not great down here. So I'm hoping that Chad will be able to join us here just really briefly um, as we're trying to get this other camera working. Um, so, but I love seeing the comments over here. So we got, let's see here, who all we got in tonight? Um, <laughs> thanks, Gary. Yep, the beard lives. It's, it's coming in. It's getting there. So, um, hold on, I got him. Wow. Let me mute Chad just for a second. Um, so, yeah, so we got Just Finding Our Way from Arizona in here. We got Hugh coming in from Canada. Um, yeah, and so thanks, GC, uh, DXSK11. Uh, so yeah, it's coming in really good now. It was kind of patchy. Sometimes if my kids get on there too much, it just bogs everything down too. So, um, but yeah, so we got Oz Foxes in, and so just really cool seeing everybody in the chat tonight. Really do appreciate that. Um, hey Chad, you about ready to come in? Oh, almost here. Just one second. Okay. All right. So, but yeah, so just doing a lot of different stuff. Also, some other stuff that's happening right now is. I don't know if y'all saw that I posted today on some of the different groups that I'm going to be doing another workshop hangout this weekend. I really do need your help. So if you're available, and I think my Wi-Fi is probably phasing out again. Um, if you're available this weekend as we're doing, as I'm doing a workshop build this weekend um, at 3 o'clock Central, hey, join in because I need some help on this one. There's some, I've got some ideas on this cache, and I'm going to be designing a brand new cache, and I'll actually be going through the design process of it. And I uh, just want some input from everybody that's out there. Uh, just kind of something be a little bit, a lot of really fun, I think. And so that's, that'll be a little, real a lot of fun. So join me this weekend, uh, Saturday at 3 o'clock for the Behind the Cash Workshop Hangout. And also, um, don't forget with the this weekend's uh, show on Sunday, which is this week is, I believe it's Puzzle Talk, uh, will be joining us this weekend on there. So be sure to check that out. Be a lot of fun. Um, be a great show. And it looks like Chad is ready, coming in. All right, Chad. Almost here. It? Just one sec. I'm logging on <laughs> a different server here. Okay. So, yeah, see, I mean, I've always said if something's going to go wrong, it's going to go wrong live. So, yeah. um, five minutes before the show, it was working and all of a sudden everything just kind of uh, phased out on us. So, but um, that's why I'm here. I can tap dance a little bit. Um, except my kids don't like me dancing. Um, but so, yeah, so thanks, Teresa. Glad, glad you're looking forward to the Saturday. That's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, I've had this idea in my head for a while um, how to do this, this type of um, cash. And I'm not going to spoil spilled beans. I'm not going to do a Gary and spill beans, what I'm going to be doing. Um, but oh, there's one of the other cameras. Chad, I see it. So, um, so yeah, but, but it'll be a lot of fun uh, this weekend. So, um, oh, Gary's saying you're going to be talking about weather puzzles. Well, last week we did weathering a cache, so why don't we do weathering puzzles? I mean, that that's makes sense. So, um, really, that would be really cool. Awesome. All right, Chad. Awesome. Sorry, guys. <laughs> hey, it's just one of those things. I mean, like I said, it's, it's craziness. We never know what's going to happen, and it happens live. So, and my Internet's phasing in and out, and it's driving me nuts right now well i keep getting an echo and that's what i was trying to fix and then somehow my computer went down 
<laughs> yeah, no, I understand. So. Okay, perfect. Well, we're going to talk about the. Um, hang on here, one sec. Oh, all right. Right when I went, took you. Um, so yeah, yeah. So Bell on the Move is saying dancing. That's for another show. It is, um, and I'm not going to be on that show. I'm just going to say not going to be on there. Um, also, don't forget if you have a sci-fi build and you're wanting to be on the show next week. That is next week, isn't it? Is that right? Or the week after? What? The week after. after. Week after. Week after. Not next week, but the week after will be the sci-fi build. The last Saturday, sun, the last Tuesday. I need some more caffeine. The last Tuesday of the month, <laughs> it will be our sci-fi show, and th that will be the for viewer build. So if you want to be on that um, episode you, and you have a um, have a cast that you've done, uh, send us an email at gadgettalkpodcast at gmail.com and let us know. Let us uh, send us that email and uh, send us some pictures. We'd love to see it. And then we'll reach out and be able to have you on the show itself. So, all right, Chad. Okay, perfect. Yes, thanks for covering me there for a few minutes. <laughs> no worries. Okay, well, unfortunately, uh, the camera in the shop went down, but I do have the build cam in there that we'll be doing the work on and showing you. So um, I can't see what I'm showing, so make sure, uh, Derek, you, if I'm off screen, just uh, point me the right way. All right. All right, I'll go in the other room here. All right, I'm going to add that one to the stream now. So here's our build cam. That looks good, Chad. Okay. Um, so we started last week talking about the um, filling, so using the 3M filler. Right. Um, which is this acrylic glazing filler here. Um, and so we, I had a few questions actually uh, this last week about it. So I thought, you know what, let's just cover it real quick and go over the, the filling process that we have uh, and sanding and kind of the detailed sanding and everything. So um, first of all, we're gonna need something to fill. So I actually did the same thing, Derek, did I printed another one of these uh, uh, screen canisters off. So we'll just go ahead and fill this in so I can get it painted at some point. Um, so let me grab some gloves. Now this stuff here does, is really uh, smelly. So I always recommend a high ventilated area. I have two different fan systems running, uh, a okay. dust collection fan system and a fan, a fresh air fan fan. Right. So I get pretty good ventilation, but I always recommend also anytime you're painting or sanding, using any kind of chemicals, you should always wear uh, some kind of a respirator. Uh, okay, so, and, and I then, just dropped the link for that 3M uh, fill and sand as well so check that out if you um as we're as chad's demoing this yeah so um the uh what was i talking about sorry uh wear gloves too because this stuff is probably not good to have on you uh it's supposed to cause some skin irritation it could or eye irritation um so i always wear gloves i don't like to take a chance on anything so um anyway so let's start let's just do this one here this is the bottom of the container um before i would do anything to this i typically go through and pre-sand it um before uh, i i add any filler to it um i didn't do any detailed stuff sanding or anything to it yet um which we can go into real quick actually 
Um, well, now let's just fill this in real quick. We'll be sending another one. So this isn't going to do pretty. There's nothing special about it. This stuff dries really fast. So I, we'll see if we can do this whole thing. I take a bunch, I squeeze it out in my hand or my finger. Right. And then just fill over this. Um, I don't take, I'm not gentle or anything with it. Um, I fill it over. It's going to dry really quick. And so All right. So it, I want to get it. As you were doing this, they're talking about the echo. I think I figured out what it was going on. Um, I had a shoot this weekend and I had to turn the echo cancellation off because I wasn't using it. And it was actually, I think it was happening on my microphone. Uh, so oh. I took, uh, yeah, so, but now you're really low. So let me see if I can bring yours back up. Oh, I can probably go adjust it too. No, it's got my hands. Ready. Yeah, I got it here. And how does that sound better? I think so. I, I, it sounds better on this side. Let me know what everybody else is thinking. Yeah. And I, that's really cool. I like how you're doing that. Yeah. Um, there. Um, let let us know special. about the, Right. Let us know about the, uh, the echo. So everybody. Um, yeah, that was probably my fault. So, ah, Ryan says it's better now. So, okay. yeah, see, the thing is, with, that's one thing that's kind of hard with, um, with this is because we don't actually hear ourselves. And so if our mic is picking up something that we don't hear, um, we don't know because I don't hear myself through my TV. Uh, so, and the same thing with chat. So I re really do appreciate y'all's feedback back and forth on there about the, the echo and all that because that, that's great feedback. So, so as you can see, this is already drying. So um, I can't spread it anymore. Um, but I think that's pretty good. Let me get a little bit in these. But everything on my fingers are pretty, pretty dry too. Let me see if I can get some thick spots in there. It's too dry. So it, that's why I don't take my time because it will sit there and dry up on you. Right. And uh, then you waste a bunch and... It doesn't have to be pretty. You're going to sand it. So it just needs to be done. Um, and I really didn't use that much of it. Um, that's good enough. That stuff's so. not the cheapest thing. I mean, it's not <laughs> expensive, but it's not extremely cheap either. No, no. But that's uh, pretty much it right there. Um, you can kind of see a little bit of uh, the uh, build marks here, the layer marks. Um, I think that's going to come off. I'm going to add a little bit more there. Um, but that should have filled in when I was wiping it all the layer, all the layer marks on this. So I don't think you'll see any of it, but just to make sure. Okay. And you said, you said it was already drying. So how long before you can actually sand it? Well, uh, right before you got on the show, what, 20, 25 minutes ago, I did this one and it's completely sand. We're going to sand it. It's completely dry. Okay. Excellent. But look at so look at this on my gloves. It's all pulling off already. So it doesn't mean yeah. you can sand it right away, right? Because it still is going to be right. Still gooey, a little green. But yeah. yeah. But uh, I'll hide that. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> you can't see anything? Um, if anybody knows what this, this is a sanding table. So this is hooked up to a vacuum system, and it's actually going to suck all the dust as we're sanding down. Uh, and hopefully help prevent it from getting up in the air. Uh, right, and if it's, and it's too loud, I'll turn, I'll turn it down. I'll turn your, your volume down. And I don't have to use the sanding, uh, the, the vacuum system. It will still, the dust will still fall down. So if it's too loud, right. it's not a big okay. deal. Okay. Um, 
It's not going to kill me to create a little bit of dust. I mean, I created a lot more last week. Yeah, you did. Or was it last week or the week before? Yeah, yeah, you did. Whenever I did the router, that was crazy. <laughs> that was funny. <laughs> okay, so you you uh you go ahead and you just fill them in. You you uh cover it with your acrylic, your bondo, whatever you want to use, um, and then uh, let it dry. And once it's dry, you have this piece here um, that we're going to go ahead and sand. So. Um, typically what I use, uh, to, to, is a, uh, a orbital, orbital sander with okay. some 220 on it. Uh, and I will sit here and just go back and forth on it and we'll see how loud that is. Um, I can't shut my door. That's okay. My, uh, cable for my camera is running through the door now. Well, yeah, you, well, uh, you won't be able to shut the other door. So anyways. that I hook up the camera. So, uh, normally I shut the door between the two shops so I don't get dust into my build right. shop over there but that's okay so when i turn my sander on my vacuum system will automatically kick on and then it'll stay on for about five seconds afterwards when you shut it off and it kicks off but uh you have to show us how you how, how you set that up it's magic it's the hardest thing in the world uh -oh, so right. uh yeah so anyways i'll start sanding this we'll see how it goes um we might skip past some of it uh here so <sighs> As you can tell, it's, 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 it's kind of his mic has kind of come down just a little bit as it, it's doing the sanding. So that, I think that's really cool how that is uh, is taking that over really quick. I was wondering how far and how much it would go down into the um, the filament itself as you're going. Sorry, I might back up here in a second. It stays on just long enough to get a little bit more dust out. So um, I'll grab a new piece of sandpaper because that one has been used. Okay. Um, but I all I do is sand it until you get to about this type of a look. But let me grab another piece of sandpaper. We'll do a little bit more. Okay. So as, as Chad's grabbing that, I just I've got, like I said, that's what the part that I'm coming up to next is doing this exact part that we're talking about right now, and what Chad's showing. Uh, hopefully next week when we when you we're on here, um, I'll show you the progress that I've done on this. And so it won't be three colors. It won't be black. It'll be just um, one color. Maybe it'll just be white. Maybe it'll be another color. So, but yeah, that's just really cool. As he's going across now, as you see, as he's going across the the sanding, he's getting it down just to where it's just barely see. Kind of has that little bit of the greenish tinge of what the filament is right now, and that's just making it nice and smooth. And so that way, when we come back and when Chad comes back and paints it, it's just going to be really nice and smooth and it's going to look really, really great. Um, so that's just, it's really good to know. Um, like I said, Chad had a lot of questions this last week about, and not just from all, just from me, um, had a lot of questions about doing this because this is kind of a process doing the, this part of with the, um, with the, I'm um, doing this part of it that I haven't too much that I've just pretty much always done just left my prints the way they are right off as I've done. So, um, but Chad's prints a lot more than what I do. I'm getting, I've been printing a lot lately, but that's just getting everything ready for a lot of different stuff. So. Okay. So you can have some high spots like that. It depends on how, how worried you are on it. Um, and again, you could do a, a sanding primer, filler, uh, filler primer, and then sand it one more time by hand. 
um, to just fill in any little spots. But this is this here, this look here. I went a little deep here, but it should be fine. Uh, is how the one that I did here is. So let me. Plus, once you get some paint on there, is my mic sound okay while I'm over here? Do you want me to kick it up some? I, I kicked it up a little bit. When okay. Sander comes on, it automatically brings it down, and it takes it just a little bit to come back up. So this is the same quality sand here, a little bit of high spots, but you'll never see them, right, because it's so small, so minimal, that I did on here. Um, plus, you're going to have several coats. So I'm going to do, like, two coats of, of silver, whatever your underlayment is. Right. Um, so I'll do a primer, silver, uh, and then your top coat whatever you use for your other coat if you're weathering it if you're not weathering it then you don't have to do the silver so anyways you can see it's it's really smooth i don't have any issues with it um i think it looks fine so um and then to get into some of the the area other areas here like the detailed areas um i use and these are 3d printed some sanding blocks Oh, okay. um, like this so they just unscrew you put sand in there you can get into some curved areas and then straight areas and i really like these um so i just go in here and i sand them flush or flat and even nice and smooth um on there and now remember this is where that uh uh the whatever that's called the lights the uh meter right right and this. i got one right here in my hand so i'm a it's where this goes. <laughs> yes. So, this, so that's what where Chad's standing right now. That's what where that goes into there. So. Yes. So um, I'm actually going to pull up. Um, now, how did you glue that in there, Chad? Or do you glue it in there? What do you? Cause I see it has like screw mar um, holes for like where you can put um, there we go. screws into it, but there's nothing to screw into behind it. You're talking about the meter itself? Yeah. I'm going to glue it in. It's not in yet because I still have to do the LEDs. Um, I can grab that and show you. Remind right. me before we're done for the night, before we go. Um, right. Because there's part of detail on that that I'm going to add as well. Okay. Um, that uh, Because I don't like some of the detail that is in the 3D print. I think we can make it look better. And it so won't be a lot of effort. For, for a correction, Chad, next Tuesday is the sci-fi the is it the, yeah next is the 25th this is the 18th isn't it yeah this is Man. the 18th so yeah bell was bell on the move was asking what is the date of the sci-fi challenge show it's 25th and i said yeah that's it that is right because i mean it's can you believe we're almost all the way through the first month of this year already that's crazy <laughs> um so one thing about these 3d printed blocks um you know again i just went on to because i don't like to reinvent the wheel a lot of people uh, share these on Thingiverse. Lots right. of different styles, types. You can adjust the size. You can do all kinds of stuff to them. Um, and then all I did to the back of it here is I had these threaded knobs here, these finger thread screws. Right. Uh, I think they're quarter 20. Um, and all I did was I took, I made a solid. So when I designed it, I did solid infill on it. Um, okay. So it actually would have something to bite to. And then I used a, a, uh, I threaded it with. Sorry, here. No, you're good. Um, with one of these drill thread taps. Um, so 
once you just drill it in there and it adds the threads, go slow because you don't, you don't want to go too fast with it. I'll actually thread it in for this, and then I'll drill this in one size bigger so that this can actually fit through it. Uh, and then once once you have the thread in there, you just have to uh, screw it in. Okay. With this thumb knob. So, um, or with this one here, so this one was easier. I like this one better because it has a bigger area that's solid to thread. Um, this one actually came with a spot to put a little uh, nut in there, a little bolt, and then you could use a, a regular screw. Uh, but, you know, there's all kinds on there. You do what you want. That was just something I came up with. I just adjusted the design a little bit. Um, okay. But uh, I don't I like to have to get a screwdriver out to change. Huh? I'm about to drop a, um, a tap wrench, I guess is what you used on that. <coughs> Sorry um, about that. Like, I don't have my mute button it. next to me. Or is it? Well, it's, it's you do you have a mic? <laughs> so I do have a mute I, on I my mic. I added a link for a threader in, in, in their link. So you can go check that out to be able to do those threads if you need to do that. So there's a link that I just dropped in the chat for that as well. So be sure to check that out. And I'll have these, um, all these links will be in the, um, in the description below um, as soon as we're pretty much done with the show, to, um, show tonight. So. so one other thing for detailed sanding that I do. So I have an old tool. I had to go grab this out of my shed that's probably been sitting there for 10 years. Okay. <laughs> I never use this thing anymore. So this is a multi-tool, um, and uh, it has detailed tips for it. Um, and then sampy, uh, I don't need sampy with it. But uh, <clears throat> these actually come in handy, and I've actually wanted to go grab it out of my shed. I've just been too lazy, so this made a great excuse. So this does the cutting as well as um, right. the sanding. Yep. So, right, it's the um, oscillating tool. Yeah, you're right. So um, this was the original. This was is a German one um, that originally came out, and when they lost their patent, everybody came out with them. These things, I think, were originally like four hundred bucks when we bought, when I yeah, bought I've, them. Yeah, I have one, and it's from Harbor Freight, so it was like twenty-five bucks. Yeah, well, they, these were before the patent was up, so they had control of the market, so they they could charge whatever they wanted to. Right. So with these, you get different tips here that the sand sits over. So you can do a uh, circle. Um, you know, there's just so many different ones. You can do corners, um, flat areas. Here's another corner. 45 corner to get into the detail. And so this is actually what they fit into. Um, they just come off of here, whatever one you want to use. You slide it inside here. Take this hand paper off. Okay, and then you yeah. just, uh, you clip the sandpaper. And these are a lot more affordable now since yeah, since we lost them. patent to it. Yeah, and everybody yeah. has them now. So, um, but anyway, seen, you guys kind of see what I'm doing. You haven't? Oh, yeah. Um, so, anyways, that's uh, one way to get into your detailed sanding. But with 3D printing now, you can go print something like this, just like what I had, or design right. it yourself and uh, and just attach your sanding uh, material to it, and you'll be good to go. So, anyway...
I guess I need to get the machine out. I'm not going to show any of it because I don't think it's. This is extremely loud. Right. Yeah, I'm sure. That's it probably is. how I lost half my hearing. What? So that's, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So um, the other thing you could use also on detailing stuff is some Scotch Brite. Um, so you can use it to rough it up if you need. If you want to have a little bit more of a scratch that maybe you didn't put any um, any of the uh, liquid. Uh, uh, the liquid latex. Uh, yeah, liquid latex. latex. Yep, and mine came yeah, in this thanks. week. So I'm ready. I got all that as well. Oh, nice! I'm excited to see how you what you how you do yours. So, anyways, you can add a little bit of scratches to them, a little more wearing, um, right on corners, anything you want on uh, one of your builds. So the Scotch Brite is is really nice to uh, to kind of do that final detail. You can also get rid of some of the sheen very lightly uh, if you don't like the sheen on there. So, um, and then one thing that I think everybody should have in their shop, and I have a bigger one with the bigger pad with the bigger sandpaper, but I have a, a sanding uh, board here, and uh, this is uh, two twenty, and this is one twenty okay. uh, sandpaper. It's all it's glued down, so it doesn't come off uh, here. So all I used was double sided, or I used uh, spray adhesive. Let me show it here. All right, and, and more stuff you to search and put on the. GTB SK11 says Scotch Brite is magic. Yeah, we use a lot on the train tracks outside, but uh, on the garden railway. Uh, so I used the the 3M high strength contact adhesive. So uh, all I do is I tape off where the, I'll put the, the paper down, tape off uh, the area that I don't want to get uh, spray on because you don't want to have this all sticky around here. Right. Uh, and then I'll spray the area and then spray the back of the sandpaper and then lay it on there. Um, and it's good to go. Uh, and this is just a scrap piece of uh, quarter inch material that I had. Um. So I'll just end up, instead of trying to peel this off and use it again, I'll just throw it away and make a new one. But I've had this for uh, eight months or so, and I use it quite okay. a bit. I just take uh, I take my vacuum and suck off anything extra, and then there's this, um, I don't have any anymore. Uh, it's a rubber material, and I can't really know of it, that you can actually rub on there. It's almost like an eraser that takes okay. some of it out. But, but honestly, if you just take your vacuum over it, it sucks it out pretty easy. Oh, okay. Um, and cleans it. I mean, this thing here has been crazy dirty, um, and it looks new. So uh, so what I use this for is trying to get anything flat, so anything with edges. So if you look at these, this is the meter, right, that you see. Right. Um, this is the 3D printed one. This is a resin printed one. Um, one thing about resin prints is if you look at them, I don't know if you can see the detail in here, there is yeah. a little edge on it, right, right where it hits the build plate. Right. That's, um, that's what they call I've noticed it. it's like an elephant foot is what they call it, isn't it? Is that what they call that? Maybe. Yeah, that's um, it's just something that the resin bit. printers do. Yeah, exactly. I don't know what they call it. Honestly, I've never looked at it. So uh, what I do is I use this to get rid of that. So it's flat, right? All I'm right. going to do is just rub it back and forth on it, and it's going to go away. I'll just take my time. And then also if something's a little bit too big, so if it was a little too big to fit in here, which it is with that on there, um, you can just sand it down, even the 3D printed part. Right. Because I don't want to be so aggressive and use a sanding wheel because I'm right. sure I'd mess it up and have to print a new one. 
And as you're talking so about just, that, I'm checking mine out, and mine's actually pretty, pretty uh, flat off of my 3D printer. Oh, yeah, my so my 3D printed one is flat. My resin printed one isn't. The resin printed, the resin printed makes that little elephant footer. Okay. Whatever. Yeah, you call I mean, and there's a a setting um, in on your 3D printer that you at least on if you depending on your slicer. I know in Prusa that I have recently started. Using, um, that I've started using um, it actually has a you can turn you can adjust your the elephant foot on there. So, all right, Chad, I muted you for a second there, fourth and vacuum. Okay. So, yeah, sorry. So you can see how it vacuums off, real easy. Yeah, um, that looks good. So you make it smooth. You just run it back and forth however you want, uh, whatever you need to use it for. I mean, I use this more than anything, and then I also have the bigger sheet too as well. Um, but. Uh, and then this should fit in here. Um, and again, it's not going to uh, because I actually have a little bit. I just noticed a little bit of my uh, layering, oh, here, a little bit of extra printing in there, the support. Yeah, because the one that prints, so you have to have the support inside of there. Yeah. Yep. So I know we're, ta we're talking about different off air yeah. of printers. When I printed that piece that you, you sanded earlier, it took it 46 hours for me to print it. Oh, this one here? Yeah. It, when that was when I was using... I think your settings uh, were off, right? Well, I was using a different... Um, a different um, slicer. And now that I've started using the Prusa slicer versus the Cura slicer, I've actually noticed that I've, my prints are coming off a lot faster. Uh, they're a lot cleaner. Um, so th I, there's a little bit few more settings that I've been able to do. And I have the BL Touch on mine, um, which does my tramming for me and i think that there's a setting in the g code that i like um that really works well because it'll warm my bed up then it'll then it'll go and hit the center it puts my filament at or my hot end at 150 and then it will go and measure my bed and then it's ready after, and then it's ready to go i like that setting i could never get that set right in cura Whereas in Prusa, it's already ready to go. It's all set. And I was able to manipulate the G-code in there really easily to be able to do that. So that's that's something I've been tinkering with this last week as well, trying to get this my screen cache going. And that, that, that seemed to really, really help on that. So if you're doing 3D printing and, and you're wondering if you could use Cura versus Prusa, I've, I made the jump. And I think it's a really great jump. It's actually helped. Plus, I use the Octoprint, and I'm able to actually send it directly from Prusa right to the printer and starts. I don't have to upload it and or anything. It'll actually go and start. It'll upload it and start the print immediately. So that's something that's been really nice as well with uh, using the Prusa. So that's just something else if you're doing 3D printing that will – I think that's very crucial. Yeah, so um – Sorry, I'm just listening. I'm, I actually pulled up the uh, YouTube. Did I lose you? No, I'm still here. Okay. My, oh, my YouTube. So I pulled up YouTube so I can actually see what I'm doing kind of. But it, it's actually delayed a lot. So one thing I wanted to show real quick about the resin printing and 3D printing. Um, resin printing um, comes out really smooth. As you can see, this is a, a battery cell or a, a power cell um, from a fallout gun. Um, and... Uh, so it's very, very smooth on it. Really nice. I mean, you can you can 
paint that and it'd be ready to go. It is such, it's so smooth. Um, but um, when I went to put the light in, I made, I, when I made the hole, the original hole, it was a little bit too small for my LED holder, right? So right. I thought, oh, I'm just going to slowly drill it out. Well, it's very oh, brittle. It That's the one thing about resin prints is it's very, they are brittle. Uh, so um, if you're drilling it out, be very careful because it, it, it messed up the print. So I got to reprint a new cap um, because you can see it. It looks terrible. But uh, that's one thing about the resin print and the, the 3D print that, uh, you know, it, these are a lot more forgiving than uh, the resin printing if you need to do any work to it. Okay. That's, that's good to know. Yeah. Uh, okay. Someone also said if you have a big thing like this and you drop it, they'll break. But I... I have one of those that I've dropped through. Uh, I don't know. I'd say how hard I threw it on the ground, but I threw it down to the sea and it didn't break. <laughs> okay. So this is completely dry and ready to sand now too. So if we wanted to go back and sand it, we definitely could, but you saw yeah. me sand that one. So yeah, so it, it feels, yeah, it feels pretty quick. Um, we were going to talk about the screw holes, right? On the, uh, Right, the, my canister. Right, and, now, and I'll bring up my my camera real quick. And I'll kind of point it out real quick. Um, on on mine, let's see if I'll get it to focus. There, there. You can kind of see where the screw hole is right here at the end. So it kind of shows that there. But when it's actually in, I know that's kind of hard. It's kind of black, and it, it's kind mm -hmm. of there's not a lot of definition there. But there's a um, there's a part there that it. I don't know because when you put it in the in the in there itself, there's nothing behind it. Oops, and I just lost it inside. Um, <laughs> it's, like, it's like if you ever if you play guitar and you're playing an acoustic guitar and you drop your pick inside. I, well, that, that was a lot easier to get, but um, there's nothing behind it to hold it in place. So I'm curious: is that just for looks, and you just put the screws in there for your looks, or what are you, what are you going to do there? Because you're going to have to glue it, and it's hard to see on the black, but it's it's kind of you have to glue it along the edge so it gets in place. So how how so how are you going to do that, Chad? I'm going to glue it from the inside. And I'm going to try and glue um, it to hold. I'm it. actually at my. Uh, yeah, I see, I see where my, you're at. I just yeah, it to my. Yeah, well, it's better. The camera's probably better. Uh, I can't see. That's delayed so much. So this is mine. Not done yet, but it's getting closer. You can see the uh, Allen wrench holes here. Uh, yeah. How clear it is. Uh, that still has some of the, uh, from when I did the uh, liquid latex, it has some of it in there. The bottom one doesn't. So anyways, that's a uh, an Allen wrench head. Well, I mean, that's cool, I guess. But I have a ton. I have a bunch of these real Allen wrenches heads here. Oh, okay. So, and it's the exact size that's needed. I don't know if you can see. You know what? Let me grab the uh, the other one that's not pulling my container. My so what Chad's going to be doing is doing this. And this is that little extra, and let me get my camera focused. That's just that little bit of extra to adding to these caches that kind of makes it pop and makes it just, gives it that more of that wow factor to it. So, um, all right, Chad, I'm bringing you back up. So yep. that's, go ahead and show it again with your, oh. I'm going to do it on this one here. So you can see it's not painted. So it's probably a little bit easier to see what it's, it's supposed to look like a, 
right uh allen wrench head and so i'm going to dr drill it out very easy very carefully we'll print a new one um <laughs> and this head is just about the right size to actually fit in there right and so yeah, yeah, it yeah. will actually be a real head in there and it will look real big as it is right it'll look more detailed like it's a right. functioning part now i can go a little bit longer with these back here and then i could actually put an i could print another piece on the back side on the inside that has that curvature on it and actually right. use that to tighten this up if i wanted to but i'm okay. going to glue it just because i don't want to have it come off and i don't i can't imagine why i'd have to ever take it off but i say yeah, that yeah. now i'm sure at some point as soon as i glue it up like oh i wish i could take that off <laughs> so well, let's just reprint another one yeah that's, that's that's the joy of being able to print our own stuff at times so yes um, but yeah, that's 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 like I said, that's just part of the adding that little bit extra to your cash to give that wow factor. If you're building a birdhouse and you add <clears throat> it's a peat moss to the outside of it to give it that that effect, that's really cool. Um, Adi Olson is really good at adding that extra little bit of, of his the detail work on when he's painting hit the caches that just it just makes it really really pop. It's just really cool. Um, Piper uh, Rick Rick uh, Piper Co does it as well. Um, or CO does it really well. Um, so just those little things, those little touches and adding decals, doing different things to, to your cash is that little extra, you go that extra effort to make it just really pop. And I know Chad, you got a decal on there right now. Um, so these are the decals off of the movie. Um, I haven't gone back to, to, uh, to do anything to them, but I did add, I don't know if people saw this. I added, now, typically, this would be, I, I wanted to add some some uh, dirtiness around these marks. Typically, these would be like a blaster mark if you're doing uh, like <laughs> sci-fi Star Wars stuff, right? Because it has the yeah. the mark from the blaster and then like the smoke or whatever the blast of the laser would have leave behind it. But I thought it actually looked pretty good just to have a little bit of a shadow effect around it. It kind of gives it that little bit of age. So, right. um, and then I haven't uh, I haven't done anything to the top of it yet. But these um, decals here um, are uh, printed um, just on a regular, uh, I actually just used an ink jet. Um, usually you'd want to use a laser jet because they're a little more weatherproof. Um, right. But my, the only laser jet I have is not colored. Um, I do have one at work, but I haven't been in the office for a couple weeks. So, um, Anyway, so what I end up doing to make them a little more waterproof is uh, I printed them out on a sheet. And I didn't think about talking about this, so I didn't get the sheets out. Now i got to find them, the extras. There we are. Yeah, so while Ted's doing that, um, I did that. We were talking last week, and I kind of showed kind of a shot of my the at app that I'd done, and I just went and grabbed a piece of it um, where I, we were talking about using airbrush and that Before so it was just all gray and clean, but in the, in the, there was a couple. Of, they're not really. There might be a little bit here, up here, up here. Where there was kind of a notch that was kind of taken out, and so what I did is go back through and just created, you know, blaster scoring on it, and just kind of um, did that. And actually, what that when I did this, this is the door to get into the bunk beds. But this when I did that, this really made this really pop. And that's kind of the same aspect uh, that Chad's talking about, where he the the little nicks and different things that you go over and, and you can hit them with an airbrush or if, if you're really good, you can do it with a spray can. You gotta be really good. Maybe you're a little further away or something, the low flow one or whatever, whatever you need to do, but there's a way that you can do it with a regular spray paint too. 
I've seen before. Um, so that's yeah, just that looks awesome. That, that's just one of those aspects. You should have did the airbrushing. <laughs> I hated having to take this down, but the new that when we moved here to uh, Tennessee and I just got sawdust all over me. Um, but from when we moved here to Tennessee, I just did not have a place to put it. So it's I've been repurposing it for different caches. <laughs> so all right, Chad. Okay, so um, I keep forgetting I don't have a build cam. I have this laying down here. So printed <laughs> these out. Now, these are the original ones that I made because I couldn't find any of the originals. And I ended up finding them on Etsy for uh, the files for like a two bucks, I think. So I ended up downloading them. But uh, anyways, this is original, and this is what I ended up doing. I only printed a set of those. So um, typically, I print a whole bunch because you are going to mess up at some point. Right. At least I always mess up, right? Um, now this is done with the with the the inkjet. Um, it's on a this is shipping paper, um, okay. Right, so it's sticky. Um, and so what I do just to make it a little more waterproof is I take it after it's printed and dried, and cover it. Do a couple coats of the lacquer on it. Okay. Um, and that protects it from the weather. Some what I haven't had it out too long. In the weather, but I, if you spray it with water, I don't know if you can see it. It, it repels the water, and it should um, be good <clears throat> out in the weather for a while. Now, I wouldn't leave it permanently exposed, but if someone has it in a cache and they're taking it out, so if I just wiped it off, it didn't smear nothing. So, um, you know, if they're just taking it out and then putting it back in, you know, it might get a little bit of rain or whatever on it. It should be fine. But if you're trying to leave it out exposed to weather all the time, I don't think it's going to last at all. I don't know if. Besides vinyl, I don't know what else would last. From that. Right, right. Um, so, so just kind of a squirrel moment. Um, I see Grogu's back there with Signal. You might want to guard Signal. Grogu might eat them back there. Yeah. The so just, I know, just, you know, that was a project I actually was going to. So the top of that, of his egg, whatever you call that thing. The pram. Um, yeah. I need to finish it. I need to <laughs> add the filler. And I thought, well, maybe I'll do that. And then I'm halfway there with that project but maybe we'll tackle that project another one because i actually want to add i'd like lights right everything in star yeah. wars has lights leds and so everything. in the front of it i know it doesn't have it in the real one and it won't be prop accurate i want to add a couple leds to the very front of it um maybe resin print the squares um to right. it and everything but um anyway maybe we'll do that for another show but i think it would look kind of cool if it doesn't yeah, i think that would really, look cool that would look cool i mean i love I love this, the direction that we're kind of going now with Gadget Talk because, I mean, some of it's prop stuff. And that's, I mean, to build a really cool gadget cache or creative cache that looks really cool on the outside. I mean, you, you have your location, and then you can have what the actual cache looks like. A lot of it is techniques that you can do in prop making. And that's what I think this is really cool that we that, that we're going down this aspect of it, how to, how to give it that extra effect either a gadget cache or a creative cache, it doesn't matter. Um, but how can you give it that extra wow factor in whatever you do and just different techniques that you can do that. And I think this that's really cool. Uh, lights lights always add something. LEDs, we've always talked about that. But I can tell you what, if I stuck this out without any electronics, no LEDs, just like this, I'd get more favorite points than any of my electronic caches on it. You would. You would the I mean, basic caches get more favorite points than my high tech ones that I spend a long time making. And it's and that's that's almost that's I mean I love the ammo can. I went caching today and got three ammo cans. Um, 
oldie, some old ones. It was like 2002. So, I mean, not old, old, but there was some old, it was an old cache out there. I would have loved finding the spoon canister. That would have been so cool. Um, I'm curious at how that's going to really, as we, we, we weathered it, but I wonder how it's actually going to weather in the weather. So, actually out there. Now, are you, when we put that out, are you thinking of kind of this type of container? What are you thinking about doing it with that, that aspect? With, that the, with the Monsters Ink thing? We'll have to, we'll cover that after next week. After next week. I okay, do so have a container I'll pull out. There are some plans. I have a container. <laughs> I, I, I mean, personally, I thought of like putting this into like a birdhouse and setting it in place somehow. Mm -hmm. But there's some other ideas, and I know we've kind of. I'm not going to spill the beans. I'm not going to pull a Gary. Um, but there's different ideas that you can do with this canister. How to put it out there in the wild to keep it from being destroyed. Hopefully, not disappearing, um, because there's going to be a lot of work into this. Um, I mean, for me to print this. Like I said, this centerpiece here took me 46 hours. This top piece, um, even with the new settings, took me, it was like 19 hours. Um, when I, before the settings had changed, the bottom piece here, and I almost want to go back and redo it because I see some layer separation, then that was what I was, why well, I got Was your new, filler, though, um, going to cover that? Yeah, that, that was the point. I think the filler's going to cover that, so I wasn't gonna, really too worried about that. And if it does, then I'll make it look like it's part of it. Um, with the weathering aspect of it, but that's and that took that one took me twenty eight hours to print this bottom piece before the other settings, and then there's two other pieces in here that took me about eight hours each. So there's a lot of hours just in printing of this cache itself, this container, and I can't wait for it to be done. I mean, I can't I, now. I got to put the filler in it and sand it and then paint it. And I'm not, I don't think I'm going to do mine yellow. I'm going to do mine a different color just because I want to be different. Um, I just want to So that's awesome. I'm excited. So this part I love because I know what I build all day long, right? I want to see what right. other people do. And I'm actually excited to see what you come up with anybody else. Um, the other one that we're doing in there is going to be a geocaching colors, I think. And I'll use a geocache logo on it. I think I'll right. make it related to geocaching. But we'll see. I'm not sure. Sorry. It's on, on There's a t-shirt slogan. Don't pull a Gary. Don't pull your Don't pull your Oh, uh, a couple things. Box says behind a small screen door. Hmm, that might be interesting. That that would be see how the, maybe the outside of your container has the door, and you open it up, and there's a screen canister in there. I don't know. Maybe. There, there's a lot of different. There's a lot of different ways that we could do this. The thing is, it's big. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so it's going to have to be in something big to be able to be someplace and then then it's finding a location so yes uh, a couple things here i saw that uh try cash or no just find our ways oh no i'm sorry did that move it might have I, and i forgot to start uh, I, thought I, was I was oh there it is um trick ashes was talking about that uh, your cash looks so perfect uh when he gets to the point of building it into the paint he just wants to get it done I agree 100%. I am the same I way. I I am yeah. like, okay, just get it done. But then I got to calm down and say, hey, look, <laughs> it's going to take a lot longer to try and fix it because I know it's going to happen at the end. I'm going to be so mad that it just doesn't look perfect and we'll have to redo it. So I just got to say, you know what? Stop. And actually, this show helps, right? Because I, I don't want to build something that looks like junk. 
So Ozfox corrected themselves. A little bigger screen door versus the the behind a small screen door. It's a little bigger screen door. <laughs> uh, Cash Canada says a newspaper box. That would be really cool. I have that one would, of those over here on the side, actually. That, yeah, that would be really neat. Have have it in one of the old style newspaper box. I mean, I guess they still have news. Do that? I mean, does anybody read actual newspaper, or they just look at it on the phone? I don't know. Um, but yeah, so yeah, in those one of those newspaper boxes, they could do it that way. Um, that would be really cool. I did. On the Geo Tour in, in Seattle, they, there was a letterbox hybrid that was a one of those. I don't know if they still have that out or not. That was in a newspaper. Thing. I think I have that one over here. Inside of my Is that house. the one you have? Do you actually get theirs? Uh, well, the person who made it for them rebuilt it and gave me the old one for the container. Oh, okay, okay. Um, it was one of those free paper, I think, uh, containers. Yeah. They had a newspaper one as well, but that one I think got taken. So uh, on here, someone asked about LEDs. Um, yeah, it was, it was uh, Bell on the Move. Can, can you get simple LED lights that flash and blink? Okay. So, yes, you can. Um, you can get them in all different colors. You can get slow fat flash, fast flash, and flicker. Um so What's the difference between flash, flash, and flicker? Is a yeah, well, a candle flickers, right? But okay. a light flashes. Um, so this is a, a fast flash, uh, five millimeter LED, and this is just hooked up to a one point uh, five volt battery, so I don't need a resistor. Um, and so you can see it just flashes. Uh, and then you can hook up. And this is what a flicker looks like. And I don't think this one. I don't know if you can see the flicker. I'm not impressed with this flicker. I can see it, it barely when it when you, you know, tilted it down. Let me turn my lights off. Yeah, that may be causing. Uh, the camera's correcting it. Yeah, but it flickers like a candle. You can kind of see it there. Yeah, I can kind of so, see it. Yeah, it's it's tough, but believe me, it flickers, and you get those in different colors, and you can also get these are. Uh, I don't know what color they are. Red, red flickering pre-wired LEDs. So you can get them in pre-wired with the resistor already on them, just like what we, we typically right. use. So um, I have right. several different styles of them, but anyways, you can get them. Um, okay. And yeah. then on Cash Canada, not Cash Canada, Cash the Line, <laughs> answering Cash Canada, the newspaper box, says property sales slash rental magazine. Those boxes are a dime a dozen out there. And then Cash Canada says... Uh, what he at Cash the Line said. So yeah, so that's uh, what there. Um, Cash Canada's asked how how long do those last? The LEDs or the the flicker lights? How how long how long do those normally last? Longer than your cash, I'm sure. Yeah, they're um, gonna last quite a bit. Fifty thousand hours or something like that. Or, yeah, they're they're insane. I don't know. I've so, never I mean, even. I've used, I don't know if I've even had to worry or think about that. Right. I mean, I've used LED lights in a TV studio. And I ran them eight hours a day, three almost three sixty five, and I never replaced them. And that was, and I was there for about six seven years. So, so this is listed as a slow flash, um, but it seems like a fast flash. Maybe the blue is going faster. Anyways, I have so many different things here, but uh, that's awesome. That's so awesome. those are just some different ideas that you can add to that. Oh, and I see where you put your resin printers back there, Chad. You oh yeah, so. 
I got to put lights around the inside track on them. Uh, so remember all that server room that yes. I was throwing all that server stuff away? Those are two server cabinets with the shelves. Um, I was trying to figure out what to put them on, and I thought that kind of looks cool. That so, does look cool. Um, we'll see. I, yeah, I still am not in love with it, but it works for now, and it was free. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's always – they're always going to be changing, and that's what – when we're doing all this kind of stuff is what happens. Now, remember, uh, as we're wrapping up tonight, remember next week is the viewer sci-fi build. And so if you're wanting to be part of that, uh, send us an email at gadgettalkpodcast at gmail.com. We'd love to have you on. Love to see your builds. Want to talk to you. I know we already got a couple that are going to be on next week with us. And so uh, I'm not going to pull a Gary. Uh, that's going to be a new shirt. We're going to get a new Gadget Talk shirt, so we're not pulling Gary. I can have some um, for next week. All right, all right, cool. I'm not going to pull a Gary. Um, we're going to keep. We're not going to spill the beans. So, but send us an email at gadgettalkpodcast at gmail.com. Or if you got a build and you want to show us something that's really cool, hey, you know, tag us at, at Gadget Talk Podcast. You can do that on Instagram or Facebook, and we'll get to see it more Instagram probably than Facebook. Um, but go ahead and do that. I uh, don't want you to forget about this week's uh, show, Sunday show. Um, it's going to be Puzzle Talk. Is or is going to be the crew that's going to be on this Sunday night. Uh, so check that out. Um, be sure to. I mean, we've changed this whole format up a little bit because there's a lot of great shows, and we wanted those shows to also be highlighted on Sunday when there's a lot more people that are able to join than throughout the week. And I apologize if you hear my my dog in the back. The my wife just came home. I can't with, hear anything. Okay, um, I hear I hear Josie barking, uh, which is my hound. Um, so, but, um, but, join, but yeah, so just would love to see those. Um, and I completely lost my train of thought as I was with Josie barking, <laughs> <laughs> but, but yeah, want to see okay. the do that. Okay. What do you got, Chad? Uh, nothing. Yeah. Uh, you already covered it. Um, send us the email, uh, if you want to join next week, um, please join. It doesn't matter if you're not done with it. Um, I would like to just see the direction you're going with it uh, and your thoughts, and then maybe we'll have you on at another show later on uh, to actually go over that or to, to show us your final uh, build if you want to. But uh, we're just interested and want to have some people on. I think it'd be fun. Yeah. So I just saw a comment here, um, and Hugh, Hugh says, uh, very interesting show, guys. Thanks for thanks, and hit the like button. So, yeah, hit the like button and neat shirt. Uh, and my shirt, it's, it's TFTC Tales from the Cache. Um, if you haven't seen this, this is actually a, a brand new video game that is actually being developed by one of my friends. Um, and he is, it's, a, it's, it's a, vi a video game that is actually a geocaching video game. And he's doing a really good, great work. I mean, it's 3D immersive where you'll be able to move around and... There's some caches that are in this that are based off of some of my builds that I've done. So that it's, so it'll be kind of a cool virtual way of doing it. I was talking to him the other day, and he's added some a lot of neat little stuff. I've got to play the beta, um, and there's some different things on that. Didn't you guys do uh, uh, geocache talk? Did he? Uh, yeah, we, did, um, we had a geocache talk did a show on it. there, and I believe Cache the Line also had him on for a little bit uh, for one of his uh, live shows as well. And so yeah, just been doing. Really something that's going to be really neat, really a lot of fun. Um, it's called Tales from the Cash. Um, you can go find it on, on YouTube. Not, you can find it on YouTube, but on Facebook, uh, Tales from the Cash is on there. And uh, a lot of different stuff. We've 
always looking for, I think he's still looking for beta testers, kind of runs through some stuff. Um, I know a lot of the new updates aren't on the what's on the beta right now, but it is such, it's a really great game. I mean, it's really fun. Um, a lot of different things that you can do to it. Um, and I do know that he, there was a bug that was going on because I mentioned about an underwater cache, so you can actually dive down into the water and find a cache. He's finally worked out the bug he was telling me this week. And so there'll be like underwater caches that you can go and get and different things. You can use a GPS, a motorcycle, a drone. I mean, there's a lot of different stuff that you can use, a lot of tools. So it's a lot of fun. Um, yeah, so... Um, if you could make it... Uh, with great interview with, with, with uh, newer footage. And it's it's always improving. So yeah, he's he's always improving stuff. He's always working on it. So he needs to sell it to Facebook and uh, make it a VR game. He believe it or not, he actually has a background in doing VR stuff. But he's got to get everything built before he can turn it into VR. Yeah. So, but that'd be amazing on VR. Yeah. Yeah, it would be. But all right. So all right. don't forget next week. Is the builder the viewer builder build the viewer builder sci fi build show? That's hard to find to say. <laughs> and I will have links in the description down below for the, the fill and sand that we used tonight, the 3M, and also the drill um, threading tap that, that um, Chad had on there as well. You're and pretty quick I, getting that stuff up. We don't go over this stuff beforehand, right? He just no, you as he's going through, it's tools, like and you're pretty I'm, quick I'm getting them up on that chat. Yeah, and put dropping them in the chat, and, and I'll put them in the description. So, but I want to thank everybody for joining us tonight. Uh, don't forget to uh, hit that like button if you haven't subscribed. Hit that subscribe, and we will see you next week for the viewer build, uh, sci-fi build. So, all right, everybody. Good night, everybody. Good night.